You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lisamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 76 of BNI, The Australian Story. My name is Veronica, and I am here with our co-host and executive director of BNI Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being with us again for another episode of BNI, The Australian Story podcast. Well, we've got a fantastic podcast today. We're actually completing our three plus one series and we're hoping that all of our members will go back and listen to these podcasts and share these podcasts with leadership um, teams, membership committees and members throughout all of our regions because they're talking about some of the biggest issues and challenges uh, that all BNI members and chapters face. And today we're talking specifically about retaining members. It's a massive and very important uh, podcast. So Brent, Brent, why don't you take it away and introduce our our guests today that are going to talk to us about how we retain members in BNI. Yeah, and before we do, let's talk a little bit about the importance of retaining members because um, for our even first-year membership, first-year retention in a lot of chapters is around the 50 to 60% mark. So that means even at 60%, that means only 6 out of 10 people who join your chapter in the first year will stay will stay in your chapter. So, you know, it, this is a huge uh, thing within BNI. And I always say within BNI, it's easier to keep a customer than find a new one. And if we can help those people achieve success and what their version of success within BNI is, uh, we can improve that. And I, I believe the, uh, the the overall retentions around the high 60s mark in our region currently. And uh, as we were recording this in uh, 2021, and you may be here listening to this down the track. So we're out to really, uh, really help that. And that helps chapters. And the reason why that helps chapters is members don't have to find as many visitors to bring, which is one of the hardest things that members seem to do is introduce visitors into the chapter. And if we've got better retention, uh, that's not required as much. So um, it's all part of the three plus one, launch, fill, retain and tell stories being the plus one. And we've got two special guests on today. And uh, firstly, we have Alison Attard, who has been with us previously on episode 36. And Alison is Executive Director of New South Wales, Sydney Southwest. And Alison has recently won in 2021 the best retention for Australia. So we're all about getting the best people on here and the best retention. Congratulations, Uh, Alison. Thank you. Welcome, Alison. And we've also got joining Alison on our panel today, uh, Terence Toe from Strategic Co. And uh, Terence is our BNI Melbourne South Training Director and also a member and has been president of BNI Flyers in Frankston, which was the number one chapter for 2021 in Australia. And uh, Terence was president and the driver behind a lot of that success within the uh, last 12 months. So, yeah, we're really keen on hearing what Terence did within his chapter 
to actually uh, get that chapter to number one, get it to platinum within Australia as well, and uh, and keep it there through. And a big part of that was member retention as well. So uh, Terence is a business improvement specialist, and Terence has also been on the podcast before on episode eight in way back in March uh, 2020. So welcome, Alison. Welcome, Terence. Alison, just give us a bit of background uh, before we start uh, of your history in B&I, how long you've been around and how you were introduced to it. Thanks, Brent. So I have been self-employed since 1996. And in 2013, my children were older. I had a bit more time in the business and I thought I'd like to look into this thing called networking. So I Googled networking. Being an accountant with a law degree as well, I needed something that fit within my schedule. So it had to be nearby, it had to be before office hours and B&I came up. I went along to my first meeting in March 2013 and I was blown away. It was just phenomenal. These people had structure, accountability, process. It meant that I wasn't going to be the only one doing the work. And so I joined as a member in 2013 and I loved it. I progressed through the stages of vice president, ambassador, director, consultant. And of course, when a region became available in 2017, I snapped it up. I wanted to be able to help other business owners and give them what I wished I had had sooner on in my self-employment career. So in July 2017, I purchased my region. When I did purchase my region, the retention rate was 44%. Skip forwards four and a half years and a lot of hard work. I, as you said, won the award recently. My overall retention currently is 82.33 and my first year retention is 76.2%. So having thank you. Well done. That is uh, that is awesome. That is uh, great results. And uh, Terence, um, can you give us a bit of your BNI history? And um, you weren't always the best BNI member. We know that too. <laughs> so you might want to actually uh, you might want to actually talk about that. Ah, sure. Thanks for the reminder. So, guys, thanks for having me on again. Right for the bash. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what an intro. How do you, where do you go from there, right? So, all right, um, my, um, I joined B&I actually in 2017. I'd had, I've I'd already been in business, had businesses for about 20 years, but I sold a business the year before that, went on a journey and, um, and uh, kind of did not a lot for about 12 months, to be honest, and came back to the realisation that I really loved growing businesses and became a business coach, essentially, and was introduced to to BNI. I've been having these conversations with with um, with people um, in from the previous business that I worked that that, that I had, and um, I, I had a, been having these conversations with with one particular guy, and he kept saying, "I'm going to this business networking meeting this week," and I'd have a conversation with him the next week or two. He'd say, I'm going to this business networking thing this week, and um, and I went back to him, and we 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 kind of. You know, we, we stayed friends after I'd sold the previous business. And I said, these business networking meetings, uh, any chance you can get me an invite? So anyway, I went along, loved it and, uh, and, and joined. Um, and so that was the beginning of my B&I story. Now, um, uh, was, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't the best member. I don't know what I can say about that. But uh, I guess uh, I think that I joined B&I 
to, to, to go and look for clients and to go and look for business initially, right? Um, it, and I've got, like, I've got to, uh, uh, I guess, uh, I've got to own that, right? Uh, that, that's basically what I was there for. I wasn't there to make friends. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm great at business. I'm great at helping people to grow business. And I was there. There was a room full of potential clients for me. Um, and, and, and I think from my point of view, I joined for the closed business um, and, but it, and it took me a couple of years to figure out that I was actually going to stay for the community. And uh, so, so that was kind of a, a, a total shift for me, but um, you know, I, I didn't do the well, lots of things. I mean, I think um, one of the things that I'm, that, that I, that I, I've, I've heard at least is that uh, I, I, you know, I, I left the first chapter that I joined and I, I've heard that they kind of, that they were looking to um, potentially get rid of me anyway. Cause I think I was in the red most of the time, maybe in the gray, I don't know. Um, they and, didn't. <laughs> but, I, but I will say this when, when I got to the chapter that I got to, um, I really, I, I didn't. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and I really like, I love the, 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 the culture in, in the chapter and, and something really kind of shifted for me. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's that kind of community piece really got into there are certain reasons, and I'll, I'll, this is probably one of the things I was going to talk about today. Anyway, there are certain reasons I think we join BNI, certain reasons we stay in BNI. They're not always the same thing, and for me, they were two different things. It's great okay. stories. I just, um, I just want to say at this point, for anyone who's listening, and you're talking, we're talking about retention. One of the important things I feel is when we bring a new member onto BNI, we need to let them know that their membership is for one year that we really need to make sure that we do that seven month review and that that one year we really train and support and lift up any new member that comes in so that they can get the most out of the BNI membership. Because I think one of the issues that many chapters have had in the past is they've taken on a member and it's never been an issue about letting them go. And therefore what you end up with is a, um, a whole bunch of members in the room that may not be great members in the room. So people need to be supported so they can come to that point that you did Terence in that first year where they can find out why they're staying in BNI and understand the value in it within that first year and then retain them for the second year. It's no use retaining someone if they're not a great BNI member or if BNI is not for them. It's a slow death. Wouldn't you agree, Brett? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's really important to what I think is to set the expectations up first and, and, and take on people who know what the commitment is and what's expected of them in the first place and how to fast track what we do. So we might go to Alison now. And, and Alison, I'd really like you to share some of the tips you use in your region because at an 82% retention rate, that is awesome because, you know, we know we're going to lose people for circumstances beyond our control within chapters People move, people retire, people, unfortunately, I've well, had people pass away um, in there as well. And a 76% first year retention is absolutely awesome. So share some of your strategies that you have implemented in your region because you've a, you have taken it from 44% to 82 and that is absolutely fantastic. So share some of your secrets with us now, Alison. So really you look at middle, so beginning, middle and end. So uh, when you're taking on people, you want to make sure you do the interview and you don't just take on anyone. You know, you don't want to meet just getting a bigger chapter or whatever. You want to make sure you have the right people in the room. If you are able to take more self-employed people than employees, then 
there is a greater chance of them not changing careers or anything like that. So there are a couple of things when you're interviewing, not saying there's not great employees that you take on, but what I've found is the self-employed person stays longer usually. I tend to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, But the biggest thing is that new member, they want to feel like they belong to something. So it's how you treat them in those first 60 to 90 days will cement how they feel. It can change later on, but if you treat them well and they feel connected, and also if you encourage them to sponsor someone into the group, because if they've got skin in the game, then they're going to perform better and they're going to stay longer. So that's the middle part of it. The end part is every year I run a presentation and I've shared it with a few of the other EDs. When I first took on the role as ED in B&I, I encountered my first Christmas New Year period and I lost members. I was shocked. And I talked to some of the other EDs and they said, yeah, that's what happens at this time of year. And I said, what? I said, not in my region. And so I took, I did some studies and I looked into why it happens. And it's human nature in Australians to set New Year goals, to set New Year's resolutions and to look at the past 12 months and see where we've come and if we've achieved our goals. The trouble is a lot of times in B&I, people haven't set those goals, so they don't realise whether they've achieved them or not. And so what my presentation covers is not just the money that you receive from B&I, it covers how much money have you saved in B&I by having a better mortgage rate, by not having to deal with people who aren't going to do the right thing by you and therefore you waste money and time. Having the certainty that you can refer your elderly parents to the financial advisor and know that they're going to be looked after. Having friends around you, having that community of business people that you can bounce ideas off that you would normally have to pay a consultant to get those ideas. So all those sorts of things are what's included in my presentation. And then I show people that, B&I stands for batteries not included. You have to do the work. If you're analysing your last 12 months of membership and you think it hasn't worked, have you actually worked it? Or do you need to step up to the next level, have your one-to-ones, attend the meetings, ask for exactly who you want, and therefore you will get what you want? So they're really the three things I look at, beginning, middle, and end. And this is really good information for, you know, mentors and leadership teams within chapters because if they can sort of get that message across and implement that and and show the people within their chapters. And, and like, I, I know from you, um, you know, Alison, you know, we're at the stage where we have a team of people and we, we have around 400 members in our region. So you don't get that touch point with absolutely everyone. So that message has got to go right down your organisation through your uh, director consultants, through your ambassadors, through your leadership teams and into your mentoring people so they're all on the same page and they know, you know, the why, the why behind we're here and the why of, of what we're doing. And, um, you know, sponsoring someone into the group in the first 60 to 90 days, absolutely agree. If we can get someone to bring in someone from their network, they have ownership. And what we've found in B&I, um, in B&I stats, that they become lifers. Once they've, once they've got skin in the game and, uh, and, they, and they sponsor 
uh, a person from their own network in, they they have ownership in there and they become lifers within our organisation because uh, they have some ownership. But I always come back to they won't sponsor their best people into the game unless they've got pride in what they're a part of and pride in their chapter. And that's getting the realisation that everyone's doing the right thing. This is awesome. I want to bring my best contacts into this because if they don't think what they're doing is awesome or something's a bit cringeworthy or something's a bit, yeah, I don't know, you know, you've got some dodgy people in a chapter, they won't bring their best people. So, you know, you've got to get the culture uh, 100% right um, before you can actually do that. And if your culture's fantastic, that's how you actually retain members, I think. So there's some great tips there. Now, excuse me, now Terence, <coughs> sorry, um, you, uh, I should have got a glass of water before I did this. Uh, Terence, now you took your chapter in the 12 months you were present from 37 members to 53. Now, a lot of chapters, when they want to grow, they realise they need to fix their retention at the same time. Otherwise, you've just got, you end up, and a lot of chapters, when they try and grow there, they go, um, they bring in some people in the front door and other people go out the back door. And it's like a revolving door. And, and there's nothing more disheartening than having that revolving door coming in. Like it's great for, and you know what? It's great for B&I directors because, uh, you know, B&I makes a lot more money from subscriptions, but we don't want that. We would prefer to have a much more sustainable product and we would prefer the members to win more than, than people going in and out because all you're doing is sending people in and out the door. All you're doing is making B&I more money. Okay, and you're not making your chapter more money. And we want you to make your chapter more money. I prefer it that way. So, Terence, can you tell us some of the things you found and uh, looked into from that point of view to take your uh, chapter and retain those members and take your chapters to where it was? And I do have to admit, uh, sorry, I do have to announce too, not admit, announce that your chapter was, was uh, 52 members in the green when you left the presidency at the end as well. So, and platinum status, which was absolutely awesome. So, Terence. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good fun 12 months, wasn't it? And uh, so, firstly, I think I'm going to agree with uh, everything that Alison said. And, uh, and, and I guess that the second thing that I think about is when you said that we had that growth over 12 months, well, one of the, one of the big things is we, we, we experienced that loss at the end, so when I when I first stepped into the presidency, we experienced the whole you know new year, people starting to leave. So actually, the majority of that growth came within the six months, the the, the last six months, um, and uh, so so that was and that was unexpected for me. I didn't kind of I hadn't noticed that phenomena previously. And I did when I was president. Um, so I, I guess you know some of the big points for me are. Um, I think that retention really um, begins before people actually join the chapter. Uh, and, and this probably goes back to the, you know, before, during, after kind of thing that Alison was talking about, but it really, it, it really begin, uh, begins beforehand. So, um, you know, everything from making sure that your visitor host uh, and, and your induction process is really, really strong. You know, we created a really good, visitor host process to make sure that people really felt comfortable to make sure that they were directed to speak with the right people, um, all that type of thing. So, so flyers had a really, really strong process there. Um, we, we did a few other things and I'm just going to share some of the, some of the stuff that we actually did in the chapter, I guess. Right. And, 
And and one of the other things that I think is was kind of unique to us because I haven't seen it in another chapter that I visited is that we actually built out a vision, right? And we aligned our vision with the culture that we wanted to see within the chapter, which means, and I'll share you, I'll share the, our vision with you right now, actually. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the statement was a community of high performance business people who value energy, engagement, engagement, genuine empathy and integrity, creating an experience that other high performers want to participate in. Okay. And it made it really, really clear from the outset, somebody sitting in that, in that, you know, meeting, uh, and we called them an experience in the end, but someone sitting in, in, you know, in that environment got, got a, a taste immediately within the first five minutes um, of what it was like to be here, to be part of this community. And I think that was really important. I think that's one of the things that kind of helped to drive in the end, helped to drive retention. I mean, obviously retention is a long play, right? Cause it's not an instant. You can't shift it instantly. Um, the other thing that we did um, in terms of, you know, the before the experience was, was really set that the expectations. And, and so, you know, we, we show, so in, in every single uh, meeting we show, we, we, we showed where we were in Australia, where we were, you know, where we're positioned in Australia. Um, we obviously got to number one for a while. We were, it took us a while because we were at number two for, <laughs> for quite a while. But where we were in Australia, where we were in, in, in the region, um, you know, how many members in green, all that type of thing. And people start asking these great questions because they're, they're, they're curious then about what does, it, what does it mean to be in green, you know? Um, and, and so I think that we promoted that immediately. People understood what, what it meant to be part of this group. Um, and, and we showed, you know, we treated it as a, 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 a we showed how much um, business, um, we, you know, we, we actually put through as a chapter. That was there every single week. You could not miss it. And we also showed what our target was, so where we were going. Um, so that's probably for me that, you know, making sure that, that, that we understand that retention begins beforehand. Um, and the, the second point, I've got, I've, got, I've got a few points to go through here, I guess, so I hope that's okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, the, the, the second point, which I mentioned earlier, is I think that people have, you know, that they have their own reasons for joining your BNI chapter. And remembering that joining your BNI chapter, they're not just joining BNI, okay? Um, but they've got their own reasons for joining and they've got their own reasons for staying. And they're not always the same reasons. So for me, like I said, you know, that there are a few relevant reasons. There's, you know, some people love to, to, to be there to, to network and get the business, basically get referrals, get the business. I, th I think, you know, BNI, that, that's kind of a function of BNI. Some people yeah. just love the community. Um, it's not people, a driver for everyone, Terence. It's, what's that? It's not, it's, I, the closed business is not a driver for everyone in the room. Absolutely. Uh, the community the and the support is a really big driver. It, huge. And support's a great point as well, you know, and, and I think the relationships. And, and there's a few things that we can look to, to do. I, I think we've got to serve all of those different needs of, of members. Um, uh, and... You know, for instance, relationships that that could be how do we help them to form relationships with the right people, um, and, and it could be power teams, contact spheres. We did a lot of training on power teams and contact spheres. Um, you know, we've done a lot of that over the last eighteen months in flies. Um, so I think really, really, um, you know, understanding, being aware that, of why people join and and understanding how to help them and why people stay, and understanding how to help to to keep that going. Uh, keep momentum there is really important. Um, probably the third thing that we did was really looked at um, how can we live 
the BNI core values. So I know like we talk about BNI core values a lot, but we really looked at how can we live them, not just, not just talk about them, like actually live them. So to give you a couple of examples of that, um, uh, one, one thing would be um, I love the core value of recognition. When, as, when we're relating to retention, the core value of a recognition, I think, is really, really important, okay? Because you can get yeah. closed business, but you can actually still feel like, hey, I did all this stuff and nobody cared, nobody noticed, so why would I do that again? Mm. Right? Absolutely, agree. And, and it was really important. So one of the massive things that we did in, in Flyers was we really drove the recognition. So, Brent, you know, this week the, we, we, we did a, um, a, an award for obviously the Notable Networker Award, but we made that a, that a bigger thing and we called it the Top Gun Award. Um, so, we, 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 you know, we, we, we got a, a few things. Uh, we got a bit of a Flyers theme going on. And then we introduced this award called the Maverick Award. And the, the Maverick Award was simply to recognize people who had been caught out in the act of greatness. And wow. that's a totally different shift from, you know, hey, let's catch people out when they do something wrong. We call people out when they did something great. And I think that that drives people to want to do more great things. Um, and, um, you know, that was my personal favorite award to deliver every month. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just a load of fun, but it, it made the experience a little bit, you know, that, that, well, a whole lot better, I think for, um, for everyone in the and, chat. And you've actually said this personally, one of the drivers that you had when you uh, took over that chapter. And one of the things you really hated was when you joined that chapter, you have to, you used to have the weekly alert report sent straight to you as a, as a thing saying, hang on, this is what you haven't done and uh you know and put in front of you and that's not the way to motivate people 100 i was getting all the stick i felt like i was getting all the stick and there was no carrots right <laughs> and and i <laughs> and and you know let's face it i wasn't i was never a perfect member but i think that the, that a whole lot more carrot would have been helpful and that's that's part a big part of the reason why we implemented that yeah so a key thing, don't send out the weekly alert reports, leadership teams, please. Yeah, frustrating. They're, they're, they're for management. I'll just um, jump in there. And I, I think uh, the Maverick Award was a fantastic way to, to distract people from the challenges of being in BNI. BNI, like your business, has everyday challenges. You've got to expectations you need to keep up to and you're being kept accountable. So, you know, for a lot of us on some days, especially the, through the difficult times that we've had of, of late, there are challenges and the Maverick Award was a great way to distract from that. But one of the things that I think we also need to do to retain members is to have consistent accountability across the board so that when some members are not doing what they're meant to be doing, don't call them out in the middle of a meeting, don't send the alert report out. But as a member, we need to see that all of us are being held to the same standards. Not some members that have been in there for 10 years and they've got away with it for five years, so therefore they still get away with it. Not this person over here who's chapter hogging, and but we're going to let that happen because he's a great guy or, you know, we just need to at some point draw a line in the sand and say our standards are high. And I think you did it in your vision statement. You said that we're high functioning business people. Therefore, you've set this, the bar and everyone in that room needs to come up to that bar. You will lose some people. We see it. 
we see it happening. But I think once you set the bar and everyone gets really excited about being part of that high functioning, high standard of chapter, that's where that pride comes in. So I, my question for Alison is, as someone who owns a region, how do you impart a standard to all of the leadership teams across a whole bunch of different chapters? Because Terence has been able to do it very successfully in one. And by the way, Terence is dealing with human beings like every other leadership team. He's dealing with the same process that works as a BNI member. So for people who are out there saying, oh, flyers are different, and that's why they got that result, it's actually not. They were just doing different things with the exact same resources that everyone else has at their fingertips. You broke the form in at mile T, and honestly, you need to be recognised for that. So anyone can do it, right? So Alison, how do you do it? How do you send that message down throughout to a whole region? I believe the biggest thing is just walking the walk and talking the talk. You know, if they see you saying one thing but doing something else, then they're not going to believe you. And reinforcing, reminding them that what the minimum you accept is the maximum you can expect. So it's okay that you want to be nicely, nicely with this person. Is that why they have you as their accountability person? For one, are you doing the right thing by them? And are you willing to do the same thing by someone else? And just constantly reminding them, but constantly showing them that you believe in it. You know, your passion shines out from anything. I go to meetings, I go to chamber events, I go to all these events within the community and I just start talking about helping business owners. I don't even have to mention B&I and people get drawn in because they know it's genuine and that's the biggest thing is being genuine, wanting to help your business owners grow and teaching them that if you don't have a stable foundation, you've got nothing. It doesn't matter how much you build on top of that. If your retention is low, as Brent said, the more you get in, the more that go out the back door. So it's just having a great team around you and it, it it's like osmosis. It just happens. You're good with your team and everyone else watches. It's like a toddler. They watch what you do and they learn by what you do rather than by what you say. So it's really important to support them. You know, I have people who say, oh, this person should be this person. I say, send them love, guide them, keep them accountable. And they're like, really? But? I said, no buts. I said, we're here to support. Imagine if their dog died yesterday, they car had a car accident on the way here, all those sorts of things. If they're willing, then you support them. Obviously, you have people who are won't. So you have can'ts and won'ts. The can'ts you can guide and you can teach and you can influence. The won'ts never will. And they're the people that you should help succeed elsewhere. Is so, hundred percent agree. Is letting people go a big part of retention? Well, I think um, with this having the right people in the room, I think if they um, be, because if you've got bullies in your chapter, um, queen bees, or people who feel like they've been there for a long time and own it, and they're above everything else, and they're the sort of people, and, and people feel threatened because I don't want to actually. Re remove them because they might be getting a stream of referrals from them already and they hold that over people. They're the first people we need to either get with the program uh, and usually they've been around for a very long time within the chapter. They're the first people we need within a chapter to get with the program or help, as Alison said, help them achieve success elsewhere because they will be holding you back on retention because 
uh, for, for, for as many people in the chapter, they're sending people out the other door with their actions because they're not living the giver's game philosophy. They're not living our values and they are really affecting your, chap, uh, your culture within your chapter. And if your culture's off, you will not retain members. People will go. People won't stay. People won't invite the best people. So it, it spirals down. Chapters with a great culture, they're, success, they're successful. And, you know, not, not all our chapters are great. And, you know, there are some, some of those people in our chapters. And, you know, we're, we're as, as a management level, we're doing our best to to educate our teams to uh, to to find those people and 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 move them on so we can actually go to that next level. And yeah, you may get a bit of a J curve in growth uh, and and drop a few off before you can get people back up. But um, Terence wanted to add something here, but I know a chapter where I where we had a a, um, a couple of we had an owner and a bully in the chapter, and as a person had been there as a founding member and. They, they owned it. They ruled the roost and uh, they had to do everything. And we had another chapter in there who was a bully who, uh, who, was, uh, who was not nice to uh, the female members in the chapter and, and passed a lot of business within the chapter and held that over everyone's head. Soon as those people moved on, that chapter grew overnight and it grew significantly. So they're not the be all and end all. Terence, you wanted to add something to this? Yeah, thanks, Brent. I, I think um, we talk about uh, culture a lot and how important it is to have a great culture within the chapters. I, I think one really important thing to remember with this is that you need to define what your culture actually means, and that's what we that's what we really drove is you know partially with the vision statement and all that kind of thing. But when people came into our chapter, it was really clear uh, what our culture, what we we're all about, and that did that did two things. It helped us to really attract more of the, the right people and actually a few of the people who didn't align so much with that culture dropped out. Okay. And I, and, and I think that that was a really like that, that was actually really important in our growth. Cause as you say, there are lots of different reasons why people join or why they stay and like type of thing. And a lot of those reasons have to do with what goes on in the room, you know, with maybe the other people in the room and what kind of thing and the culture. And so I think for us that actually defining it, to me, that's, that's one of the most important things we can do that I probably don't see happening in a lot of chapters out there. So it's a really important um, topic that we're touching on. We certainly, you know, the, the amount of positive advice and guidance we've been given through this series, but I think I'm really glad we just touched on it because sometimes retaining members means having to do some of the really difficult work as well, so thanks, thanks everyone for um, for your thoughts on that because I think it's really important. Mm. One of the biggest things too is meeting people where they're at. So you know, uh, Terence said not everyone joins BNI for the business. So if someone bought, joined BNI for the business support, then telling them that they're going to get more business is actually not going to keep them there. So it's meeting them where they're at, but also relating something to something that's important to them. So if they're accepting things from people in the group that they wouldn't normally accept, I say to them, where in your business do you accept this? And they kind of go, oh, yeah, okay. Well, this is an extension of your business, so why are you accepting it here? And if you wouldn't accept it in your business because you know it creates bad culture, then you won't be accepting it here. And it's changing their mindset about BNI as part of their business 
So what would they accept in their business? But also dilution. So when you have that bully or the queen bee or whatever, the more new members you get, you get dilution of their power. And so they either have to come on board or find success elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. They can't, like if you've got a lot of people coming on board and you've got a great amount of growth, those uh, those bullies and owners, yeah, they, uh, they they get overwhelmed by the other people. And, and, you know, if we get the people in with the right culture, eventually, yeah, that doesn't help them. They can't corrupt everyone in the room. Uh, and usually it will just be a, a key group of people in the end. And we've seen people leave. Like we've seen them leave and take three or four with them. That's great. Okay. Uh, if they feel that way, that's fine. We'll get people who actually meet our our vision and want to actually come along on our journey on what what we feel we need to do and we'll get new people in and those people will bring new contacts and they'll bring bring really good people along as well so um it's just getting those people in and um i really agree with with allison is just you know what it comes down to is getting the right people in the first place so uh making sure you're getting uh the right people who 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 have have belief in your vision and and want to come on and understand the commitment understanding the commitment to b and i is really key and what hurts retention is we hire groups that hire really fast and then you know then people have kept the cannibal and stopped turning up for meetings and we say well you know this was part of the deal oh, i didn't know that so you know we really need to and and you know membership committees when they're taking people on visitor hosts when they're taking people on need to convey the commitment and and to be a part of it and that they need that people need to actually give that commitment to the group if they want to get the results they want out of it. I really like um, you know, so the onboarding process is is important. Uh, why they are there, um, you know, great point by Alison and Terence. People are there for different reasons. I really love that. And you know, recognition to keep people there, that they're part of a really supportive, positive community. And I, I like the idea of, you know, what would life be without B&I in their, in, their, uh, in their world? And it'll be a lot different if we're making a difference to their world now. Definitely. So this, is, this has been great today. Alison, where can people find, uh, find you uh, to contact you and be a part of your great region? So bnissw.com.au for Sydney Southwest. And Terence, uh, would you like to give your business a bit of a plug? Uh, sure. The best place, I mean, our business is strategic business growth. You can look us up on BNI. Uh, best website to find us on is the buildingprofit.co website. Fantastic. Hey, this has been great, guys. Uh, some great ideas, some great influences, and uh, you guys are really leaders. Uh, within your uh, regions and chapters. It's been so great to have your feedback here today on BNI, the Australian Story podcast. And hopefully our leaders and our directors listening to this uh, can get a lot out of it to, uh, to take their chapters to greatness. And to take your chapter to greatness, I think we all agree that we need to work on their retention uh, within what we do as well as the growth. Because uh, we don't want people coming in the front door, going out the back door. That doesn't help uh, your chapter, it doesn't help your members, and it doesn't help the BNI business as a whole um, win as well, or our reputations at all. So uh, thank you very much. B, what do you think of that? 
Well, look, you know me, Brett, I've got a thousand things uh, to say, but we won't because obviously we've got all of these experts who are walking the walk, uh, growing chapters, retaining members. I would just like to encourage everybody who, uh, if you've had an opportunity to listen to this series of the three plus one, uh, just please go back because there's such fantastic information about how to invite people, how to retain your members, how to create a great culture, how to launch chapters. And it doesn't matter where you are in the BNI network, whether you're in the leadership team or membership committee, or if you're just a, a new member, there is so much fantastic content there. Thank you, Steve, for looking after us today and ensuring everything ran smoothly. And uh, thank you again for sharing in our plus one telling stories on the BNI Australian Story podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us.